Spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Real Review. My name is Kevin. And I'm John. And we are The Real Movie Guys. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at The Mandalorian Season 2, Chapter 10, The Passenger. The Mandalorian must ferry a passenger with precious cargo on a risky journey. So John, we're back again. Another episode of The Mandalorian. Another pretty fun adventure, I'd say, overall. Oh yeah, definitely. Another good one. Yeah, this episode uh, takes us another strange turn, so we kind of didn't get any answers. I was hoping we were going to get some answers as to the our mysterious potential Boba Fett mystery guy at the end of the episode. And this one kind of didn't go in that direction. It actually brought us in a whole new level, right? <laughs> yeah. The Mandalorian, essentially, he's tasked with taking this woman who's literally called the Frog Lady. I actually had to look up her name. I know, for shame on me. But she actually is called the Frog Lady. She has to escort her so she can get her eggs fertilized, and he has to transport her. So this is him trying to escort her to this other planet, but it's illegal and all these other shenanigans. I have to say right off the bat, there are spiders in this episode. The spiders aren't, I don't think, the villain of this episode. I have to say, I think the child truly is the villain in this episode. Child, child Literally, sweetie. little baby Yoda here, right? He was trying to extinct a race. this woman has these eggs that again she's trying to transport here he keeps eating them throughout the whole episode and at first it's kind of funny haha cute but when you really think about the dark intention behind that he's going to extinct this race by eating all those eggs (laughs) and he don't even care (laughs) well i think the one best part is too like they're finally like flying away right kind of like looks at her like looks at the eggs and looks at her god yeah that scene and and then she's like Hot, trying to hide the eggs, and he's just got one in his hand. Yeah, and he, he just pops it, it out, eats it. He doesn't even care. Like, he's like, guy. yeah, what now? <laughs> I'm going to say right now, child's going to the dark side. He's he's evil. He's evil. we, we got to stop this before it goes any further. The child's going to have a red lightsaber. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right. But, but this episode, I thought, did a couple things that we haven't, well, we haven't really seen too much of in this series. Uh, we actually had a pretty cool star fight, I think, especially over the planetscape. Uh, we kind of got to see what this world's like post death star destruction, right? After the death star has been destroyed, we kind of see what, what this world's like. So from what it seems like is that the Republic, the rebels essentially have taken over at this point. So they're the kind of like the police of the galaxy now. And I thought that was kind of cool how we saw almost like a modern day traffic stop. Right. That's what I felt like. Like they literally pulled the Mandalorian over in their X wings. and like, so where are you heading buddy? What's, What's that signal going on there? I thought that was a really cool, intense confrontation right there. Especially, we're oh, yeah. so used to seeing the X-Wings as, like, the... Not, not that they're bad guys in this. I guess they're technically not bad guys. They're kind of just, like, like cops. But, like I said, it was cool to see, like, that modern traffic stop and the man to kind of try to talk his way out of the situation. Like, oh, no, I got nothing on board. I'm just heading... Leave me, leave me be. I'm not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And then they have that really cool chase scene, which I actually liked oh, it. Yeah. Uh, the chase scene, which I thought was interesting, had no music accompanying to it. It was literally just the sound of the engines like roaring, turning on and off and crashing into the ice. And I thought it was pretty tense. It was a pretty tense moment overall. And I really liked it. Again, felt like, I'm going to keep saying it, it's going to get broken record and people are going to hate me. Felt like Star Wars, man. It felt through and through. That felt like a Star Wars fight. And then you know, they crash onto the, the ice world and, you know, he has to fix the ship to try and get them off and everything like that. And then Frog Lady goes and finds this 
warming pool that she's you know bask she's literally has her eggs in she's trying to rest in which i i guess makes sense right you know she's cold-blooded so she wants to find somewhere warm to warm up to makes sense you know it's not completely out of the realm here then baby yoda again you know i'm gonna bring this up he goes and he's like oh look at this i'm gonna go eat this gotta (laughs) mess with those eggs and suddenly giant spiders start popping out and chasing after them and we have literally nightmare fuel if you're afraid of spiders this episode probably gonna scare the crap out of you (laughs) Uh, really cool shots though. Like I said, I love how they're all different sized. Uh, they weren't just like one generic standard size. You have some really tiny ones and really giant ones, uh, cool varying in size, just cool shots, especially the chase of them chasing him throughout the cavern and them like bleeding into the ship. You have all these spiders crawling in through the door, trying to rip everything open. My only question, this could be a logic question is you should have been using that sooner that, uh, flamethrower there you kind of waited a little too long in my opinion i said that as soon as i was me and my wife were watching it as soon as i saw him whip as soon as i saw the spiders like crawling at him, i'm like dude just take out your flamethrower right just light light those bat light up all the little ones and then you know he's shooting the little ones with his blaster i'm like shoot the big one with your blaster light the little ones on fire whatever it's a show whatever yeah i don't know what i would have done he in the moment i'd probably be dead so good good for him <laughs> now this episode we got a lot more interactions with the child and mando and it was kind of cool to see it was actually just kind of sweet and heartwarming uh we didn't talk about it last episode but we actually have seen like a little bit of an evolution of the man mandalorian as far as his personality he's a little more open i think to things uh one comment in the last episode was where he was they they land in tatooine and the robots are going to fix his ship and the the woman there pelly i think her name is she's playing by amy sedaris which I have a love-hate with her. She's kind of annoying at times. I mean, she's a little too much. Uh, she says to him, oh, you're going to let the robots fix your ship? He's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. She's like, oh, he likes the robots now, you know, after his interactions from season one. So we're kind of seeing him grow in that way. And I think it's kind of cool to see how he he cares for the child. A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. No, he does, especially when uh, they go to sleep. I guess I never put that the two things together. He goes to sleep and he has like a little hammock above his bed and he puts the child in the hammock and then he goes to bed. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know what that was. I don't know what I was expecting there, but I thought that was kind of interesting. At the end of the episode, I don't know how you felt about it, John. So at the end, uh, they're being attacked by the spiders. You know, it looks like it's over for them at this point. The giant spiders crashing down on the ship, attacking everybody. Suddenly blaster fires heard and he goes outside and it's the X-Wing pilots that were looking for him. Uh, they actually found the ship and they, they, they talked to the Mandalorian saying, oh, you know, we've heard all these bad things you've done, but you've done a lot of good things too. So we're just going to let you go. Bye. And then they fly off. Uh, what did you think of that ending? Did you actually like that? Or how did yeah, you feel I did about actually it? Like that. I feel like that's going to, that adds more to the story too. Like, I feel like that's going to come up later in the series, which I really enjoy. I thought it was interesting because it's like, we don't have to, I thought it was, it was, it was maybe a little it was contrasting to like how the empire would act right at one point they're like oh we would just arrest you and that would be the end of it but we're like well we've seen some good things you do so we're just gonna look the other way right now you know thanks for all your help uh, but we don't have to help you necessarily so we, we helped you a little bit but we don't have to help you get off this planet bye you're on your own we're just gonna look the, the other you way do the rest essentially i mean his ship looked pretty bad you think to help the guy out but it's like you know we helped you enough all right you're, you're good buddy good they're kind of they're kind of like well I mean, we helped you with the spiders. If you die here still, it's your problem, man. Uh, the director of this episode was Peyton Reed. Uh, Peyton Reed, famously more recently for the Ant-Man films. He was director of Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So 
one fun thing is in the beginning of this episode, the Mandalorian, we actually didn't even talk about that real quick before we get into that. The Mandalorian, I kind of like how he's just tricked pretty easily in the beginning of this episode. They literally have like a trip wire. They just pull it out and they knock him off his speeder bike. (laughs) He gets ambushed at the beginning of this episode. And that's how the whole like conflict starts. We has to walk into town. Once he's in town though, he goes to a bar and that's how he meets the frog lady, you know, through Pelly. Another character I thought was interesting was was it Dr. Mandibles? It was a giant ant. Oh, yeah. I think that was his name. I wonder if that giant ant was a tribute to Ant-Man, <laughs> Anthony, at the end. I, I feel like it was. It had to be at some point, especially with the director being Peyton Reed. I feel like that had to be some kind of, like, tribute of some kind. I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny, though, when I, when I found out that was the director and I saw this giant ant. The last thing I'll, I'll, I'll really say about the show is, uh, again, I'm so happy practical effects are back, man. Like, just seeing people in costumes. I know it can look hokey at times. You know, even the child at times looks a little hokey. When you see something physically there, it just adds so much. And again, the series continues its strong efforts with, you know, blending c- CG at the right times and practical at the right times. I, I really think it does an excellent job. If anything, I feel like the budget maybe has gone up for this season because I feel like uh, everything looks a lot sharper and a lot clearer. I don't know if you would agree overall. I feel like it looks better overall this season. Yeah, definitely. But like I said, another great episode from you know Disney's The Mandalorian. I really enjoy this. You guys got to check this one out. Uh, John, where can the people find us at home? You can find us on YouTube at The Real Movie Guys on YouTube. You can... If you enjoyed this episode, hit the like button, subscribe to our channel. Let us know down in the comments what you thought about this episode. Is the child a monster? (laughs) Let me know. Is the child a monster? Should he be stopped at all costs? (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, if if I called this, you guys got to give me the credit for it. I deserve it 100% because that that, that thing's a monster. (laughs) You can also find us on Twitter at The Real Movie Guy on Twitter. You can also listen to us on many podcasting platforms such as yes for your listening pleasure we are also available in podcast form at itunes spotify anchor google podcast overcast breaker radio public and pocket Casts. be sure to give us a listen at any of those fine places if you already are right now hey greatly appreciate it just search real movie guys we should pop right up thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of the real review my name's kevin that guy over there he's john we are the real movie guys real guys real movies real thoughts <laughs>